This is a classic podcast from Unqualified Gamers. Hear more at unqualifiedgamers.com. So guess what my roommate was just watching in the living room? Angel. Um, Supernatural. Why would you, uh, why would you guess? Smallville. Hang on. Why, why are you... Um, no, I'm not done yet. Uh, why, why do you know the lineup to the CW? Are those all CW shows? Those are all, well, WB or CW, depending. I, I don't even know what that is. Wow. Uh, no, he was watching something far superior. Uh, wait a minute. It, it was a movie. Wait a minute. Okay. Dance This Revolution to the Warrior's Path. Um, the sequel is called Pump It Up the Warrior's Path. It's not was done being filmed yet. Was I right? No. That's, that's unfortunate. He refuses to watch that movie ever since he was in the first one. Hmm. Understandably. Okay. Uh, no, he was in fact watching Tekken, the movie. I had no idea there was a movie. I didn't... I, I, I read something on Kotaku, like, I think it was direct to internet release or direct to YouTube or something. Um, yes. Uh, not very good, apparently. Well, if everything that I've heard about Tekken's stories is accurate, I'm sure it's batshit crazy and awesome. It basically, to me, looked like an episode of Friday Night Smackdown, only in movie form and without commentary. Seems like something you'd love. Hey, it has been a long time since we've done one of these. It has. I literally don't even remember your first and last name. We should start every episode from now on saying, it has been so long since we've done one of these. I think we do, but I literally don't remember your first and last name. Listener, I'm one of your hosts, Jonathan. I didn't want you to tell the listener. I wanted you to tell me who you are. My name is Jonathan Martin. Identify yourself to the universe and Uh, to me and to Willie Nelson. So... It's uh, it's one of your hosts, Jonathan Martin, and this is your other host, and this is where you say your name. Me or the listener? You. Oh, okay. I'm Cody. I'm Cody Guff. How is so, that? So, again, it's been a long time. and a lot I'm of, Cody Guff. And a lot of stuff has happened. Back right? to you, Jen Martin. And, and we've played lots of games. Have, well, you've played lots of games. I've played a few games a lot. Right, you've, well, you've played a lot of games a little. I've played a little games a lot. That sounds like a song, but yeah, you're right. Yeah, we we have that has in fact happened. So, um, but before we even start talking about games, right? Yeah. Um, something has occurred that will shake the very found. Not really, maybe. Uh, but the Wii U has a release date officially in in North America, and I think it's, I think it's kind of interesting in that uh, the Wii U's release date for America is actually before Japan. Did you see that? Wait, what? No. Yeah, so the Wii U gets released in America. I think it's like eleven eighteen or eleven twenty eight. Is that right? Is uh, that... It's eleven eighteen. It's the same release date as the original Wii, and I believe the the GameCube. Apparently, and that could be. And this all makes sense uh, in terms of merchandising and marketing because they want to get it out before Thanksgiving, right? Because the day after Thanksgiving, biggest shopping day of the entire year, you want you want people to be able to pick it up on that day. That yeah. totally makes sense. Japan, it's like December seventh or something like that. And I don't know. I, I'm I'm not sure. I don't know a lot about Japanese culture. Maybe they don't have a Black Friday. There's a good chance they don't. So it's at least getting out for the Christmas season. But yeah, it's a full two weeks later. Wow. Yeah, um, two that's, and a half weeks later. That's bizarre. It is. It is. Uh, but that should that should probably tell you something about like what they're what they're 
doing with this system, right? Like it's they're going to try to do the same thing that they did with the Wii and make it appeal to as many people as possible. Uh, oh make, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like they're going to make it like the new DVD player that everybody has to have. Right, but I don't know if any, I don't know if it plays DVDs. Uh, in fact, in fact, it doesn't play it. From what I understand, it doesn't play DVDs, doesn't play Blu-rays. It's its own proprietary disc system um, that has as much data on it as a Blu-ray. What? Uh, yeah. So it's but it's own it's its own proprietary disc system. It's bizarre. So, I know. There's a lot of there's a lot of bizarre stuff about it, but it's I think it's kind of actually classical, typical Nintendo stuff. Point is. Is and this is the reason why we're talking about it is because it's a new video game system and it is a new video game system made by Nintendo. Once at one time the king of the video game industry, right? Some would argue maybe still, um, certainly, probably the best software developer that I can think of. Oh, right? easily, easily the first, the best. So- yeah, the best software developer. I mean, their their games, their games are are polished to perfection typically mm-hmm. um, but one of the big problems with the Wii over this last generation is that it has had terrible third party support especially as these systems have aged right so the Nintendo games on the Wii are great they're fantastic they're some of the best games that are out there but then you've got all these other developers that can't for one reason or another, whether it be the control scheme of the Wii's controller or the graphical limitations of the system now, can't make games for the Wii. So you see a lot of these multi-platform games just coming out on PC, Xbox, and PS3, and the poor Wii gets sat in the corner or in the drawer or in the closet and collects dust. Mm-hmm. Right? Is that, a, is that a fair and typical assessment of the average Wii purchaser's current situation i think probably average and even even i mean because the wii is targeting more than just the hardcore gamer obviously it's more the casual system and i as a more on the hardcore side gamer the only reason i started using it again in the last uh year basically was to play through kirby uh kirby's new adventure or kirby's return to dreamland right uh which i played through with my friend john which is fun uh, and because I hacked it and I have emu- emulators on there. But um, other than that and the fact that I still haven't beaten Skyward Sword, which is on my list, other than, like, Skyward Sword and the new Kirby game, there's been no reason to touch it in the last year. And those are both Nintendo franchises, Nintendo first-party games, right? Oh, absolutely, yeah. There's nothing third-party. I've heard Xenoblade is good, but that's about it. Yeah, which actually is what I'm going to talk about uh, if we end up getting to it. But Spoiler alert. Uh but yeah, it's so it's this has been kind of the the MO for Nintendo for this entire generation, right? So now the Wii U's coming out and I think it's very clear in terms of how they are uh marketing and pushing the system that they're really trying to get the hardcore gamer audience back to the system because they know they've lost them. Um they can see it very obviously with the fact that all the Call of Duties have missed them. Um, Halo has missed them. Gears of War has missed them. Uncharted has missed them. All of, you know, it's it's either Nintendo games or nothing for the Wii. So they're really trying to get this third-party support back. Yeah. Um, and you can tell because the launch lineup for this system is honestly probably the biggest launch lineup, like the biggest group of games that are coming out at the launch of a system that we have seen uh, probably since... It could be ever... To, to be honest, because there's mm-hmm. actually there's going to be 23 games available at the launch of the system that you can buy. 
here is my problem with this whole situation, right? Uh, here we go. So that's I think that's great. That's awesome. Let's get all of these games in. Uh, that's great. But the problem is, and I guess, listener, if you don't know anything about the Wii U, all one of you that listens to this show and who doesn't, I don't know, follow any tech anything, but the, the Wii U will have its own little tablet controller. It's basically, it's basically a tablet plus your TV. And it's they they kind of work together to create an experience is what's what's going to happen supposedly so, supposedly right um, and there will be some games where you can shoot the entire game from the screen to your tablet so if somebody else wants to watch the football game you can keep continue to play the game on the tablet controller that is only going to work for some games um, Super Mario New Super Mario Land two is is going to be one of them for sure or new mm-hmm. super mario brothers you will will for sure be one of them but that's the only one i know of so far so you can kind of zap zap what's on the tv to your controller or to the tablet controller that you're using but otherwise the tablet controller is a standard it looks very similar to an xbox controller except that the right joystick is inverted to the top so you've got joysticks on the top and buttons on the bottom um, on both sides shoulder buttons all that fun stuff just with the screen in the middle um, but but anyway, the point the point is is that there's there's these 23 games coming out, and a bunch of them are ports of games that are already out, and now, have been out for sometimes a year or more. Yeah, and and you and me, I think, share a very different opinion on this because <clears throat> I see a new system, and there are some new games coming out that are not either direct ports of old games or rehashes of old ideas that I think look interesting. Who mm-hmm. knows if they'll be good because they'll be new games, but I think they look interesting. Um, for instance, the game Zombie U. I don't know if you've heard anything. I was going to say Zombie U looks, yeah, pretty yeah. fantastical. Yeah, I don't know if you've heard anything about this game, but it's like a zombie survival horror type thing um, where you're using the second screen as kind of an informational panel, but it, other things happen on that screen too. Um, it's got your inventory type system on that. Interesting system in the game where if you die you start over as a new character and you have to go kill your former character who has now turned into a zombie to get your stuff back. Mm-hmm. Uh, just There's some interesting ideas to the game. That one's published by Ubisoft, so it's not even going to be a Nintendo game. New idea that's trying to use this screen in a, in a unique way. And there is also augmented reality. You can, you can take pictures of your friends and things like that and turn them into zombies, which I presume will be importable to the game. Oh, they would have to be, yeah. Yeah, but they do they do a live, I mean, a live augmented reality thing. They did a demonstration with Nintendo of America President Reggie Phil's aim, or however you say his name. Phil's aim. Um, yeah, sure, at E3. So um, that looks pretty cool, and that, that's another thing. But it, it did look really integrated. And I certainly want to kill all of you uh, right? most days of the week. So right. really, if I start taking pictures of you guys, you know, you'll know what it's for. Mm-hmm. So, so that looks interesting. But then you've got, uh, okay, and Nintendo Land. So I guess we'll go through the ones that I guess look interesting, right? So can, then you've got. Can we please not talk about Nintendo Land? But here's the thing: Nintendo Land is going to be the showcase piece for all of the things that this controller can do. Mm. If anything, the the fact that it's a mini, it's a little mini game pack. Sure, that's a little annoying, but I'm excited because who's going to showcase the new system better than Nintendo and a game that they're making? Yeah. And I think it will show off, you know, 
all of the different ideas that they have just at the start of this system in terms of how you can use this tablet controller. I I think that it's going to be interesting. I think it'll be one of those games that's good for five days and then be done with it. But I think it's going to really help uh, help kind of the, the player to imagine the scope of what's possible on this system. And it might help build some excitement about some ideas that could come in the future. That's true. I, I guess... If you compare it to Wii Sports, which Wii Sports is, I believe, the best-selling video game ever. Sure. Uh, because it was a Wii pack-in, but whatever. But, I, I mean, Wii Sports, honestly, I remember my roommate, my old roommate John, used to play that game all the time. Like, two years after the... No, it, oh gosh, it was like four years after the Wii came out. So, I mean, that game is definitely endured. And, like, I used to still have people over and play Wii Bowling. So, Wii Sports was just really good. I guess Nintendo Land just looks stupid to me, and I don't know. If they make it as fun as Wii Sports, though, I guess it does have the potential to endure and show off all the capabilities, like you said. Well, keep in mind, so, so yeah, well, and I think it's supposed to be filling the exact same niche, because Wii Sports, the Wii was a novel control system for a video game system. Mm-hmm. It was like, hey, it's going to be a motion-controlled video game system, and you got it into your hands, and it was super simple, and it all made sense, this will be the same thing. It will be, hey, we've got this. You've got this fucking giant controller in your hand. It has its own screen on it. <laughs> that should blow your mind, because you've got, you know you're you're not going to be able to use two TVs, kind of in the way a DS would be used, but even more integrated and and different than that. To uh, to work with the system, and we want to show you all the cool things you can do. I mean, because it's it's also got regular Wii integration into the system as well. It's going to have a sensor bar. So, I mean, it's going to have both motion and this new screen. And I think they're really going to do a good job with Nintendo Land of showing off what the system can do. So that's another one that I'm excited for. Um, and then there's everything else. And everything else is is ports of other games, albeit some of them are going to be brand brand new games that are going to be coming out around that time. Assassin's Creed 3, for instance, which comes out on uh, October 30th. Oh, wait, that's that's new? Yep. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, so that's coming out on October 30th. It's, you know, Wii U two weeks later. For all intents and purposes, that's going to be a new game. Black Ops 2, that comes out, what, November 7th or something? It's 8th, it's sometime early November. For all intents and purposes, also a new game. So those are going to be interesting because it's going to be kind of neat to see we they're a known quantity on the Xbox and the PS3 but who knows what's going to happen with this second screen on the on the Wii U that could be interesting but then you got games and and I think the thing that bugs me the most is this was the big showcase game at E3 was Batman Arkham City yes which and and this is where we have incredibly different opinions, but yes. you are so excited for this. I'm super pumped. Yeah, and and I, who have already played this game, uh, am not. I'm not. I've, I played through the game, and there I just can't see in my mind how whatever they're going to do with the second screen is going to be worth an extra 30 to $40 for me. Because you can get this game now for 20 bucks. You can get Arkham City on the Xbox and the PS3 for twenty bucks in various sales. On the on the Wii U, games are going to be sixty dollars now. Well, yeah, new. So, but I mean, based on used video game prices and how they go down somewhat rapidly, based on popularity and age and things like that, I could see Arkham City being 
40 bucks, possibly less by February. But this is their big launch uh, bonanza. This is the game that they showed at E3 to say, boom, here's the Wii U, here's a year-old game. But they were like, bam, this game's going to be huge on the Wii U. So so sell it to me. Like, what, what about this game now on the Wii U controller, other than it being a Nintendo system, is, is worth that okay, money? Let me, let me draw you a parallel. Let's say Sony is getting ready to ramp up, ramped up for the PlayStation 4, right? And they have something new. It's, maybe it's PlayStation, not PlayStation. Are you saying... Our, do we have a world exclusive on the show? Is Sony announcing the PlayStation 4 on our show? Well, obviously, where else are they going to announce it? That is incredible. Uh, listener, you heard it here first. World yeah. exclusive. Okay. So the PlayStation 4, let's say, is coming out, and Sony has some new control mechanism, maybe a third analog stick, or I don't even know what, or whatever. But let's say Sony gets it, and they say, guess what? At launch, we are going to have a completely redone, revamped, graphically upgraded Final Fantasy VII. Would you not pay $60 to experience it in a totally new way? Because if Final Fantasy VII came out on the PlayStation 4, I would pre-order the hell out of that game. I think think that that is... I I don't think that's a fair comparison. Really? Why is that? I don't. Because there's no graphical upgrade with this game. Okay, that's fair. No graphical upgrade, but... Yeah, it's it's not going to look any different, and it's it's not really going to play any different. Well, you're still you're still going to be beating up the same people. The only like in the same ways, you're going to be experiencing the exact same story. The only thing that's going to be different is the interface. There's going to be a different interface. But I think that the interface is important. Like, okay, the only example I can draw with the Wii is I played Okami when it came out on the Wii. I was a way late adopter. I mean, I got this game years after it came out on the PlayStation 2. But sure. on the PlayStation 2, you had to draw all of the the little, you know, magical symbols using the controller and navigating around when you're painting shapes on the screen to do certain attacks. With the Wii, I was pointing at the screen and, you know, a couple strokes of a brush like I was actually painting it. And that feels totally different. Still not a fair comparison. Really? Because... Right, because you'll be navigating menus, you'll be you'll be doing all that kind of thing with the controller, like with the joystick. I, I know. Um, I don't think I don't think that's true. I think that when you you're talking to, you're talking about a fundamental change in the gameplay of Okami. You go from drawing a picture with joysticks to drawing a picture with oh, the motion of your right. arm. That to, that to me is completely different than seeing the Riddler's trophies on your TV on a map screen and seeing the map screen with the Riddler's trophies on the Wii U tablet screen. Well, I think we have different expectations of the game then because from the demo, it looks to me like at certain points they were holding up the controller and pointing it at the TV screen and that was revealing things on the TV screen on the controller screen. So, like, you would point up your tablet towards the TV and point it at, like, the bottom left corner of your TV, and you would be, like, x-ray scanning, and it would be capturing the image as you're moving the tablet around. So, my understanding was that it was, like, a different first-person perspective kind of thing um, that you were experiencing in your through your tablet by looking at it and, like, moving it up to the screen itself instead of, you know, using the joysticks and move it around. 
which is similar to Okami's, you know, joystick versus, you know, move your brush around. I'm thinking this is now joystick versus point your tablet at the screen and move it around to see things. It, it was yeah, my understanding. The, the, I mean, I think we have to wait and see ultimately, but my understanding is that it's it's not going to just be looking at things on your tablet. I mean, maybe I'm wrong. See, the the uh, this this X-ray, the X-ray vision of the game is such a, a a minor, like the 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 bat vision that happens in the game is such a minor uh, piece in Arkham City compared to like the rest of the gameplay. And in Okami, the majority of the gameplay. Uh, from what I understand, right, because I've never played it, is is drawing. Uh, the majority, you, you do it somewhat often, but you know, right. But I mean, you're not you're not in bat bat mode, bat sense mode, where you'd want to do that all the no, time. It's true, it's true. I mean, I also think it looks cool to see, you know, Batman's exoskeleton on your screen, and and you're pulling it up, and it looks like you're using one of Batman's gadgets when you're using your tablet. Like, I just think that feels cool. I, I mean, again. We're not going to know until I get my hands on it, but we don't know the extent of the changes. So there could be a tipping point, but you're saying that no matter what that tipping point is, you don't think it's going to be worth the price difference? I guess part of my problem is the game exists now. And so the what, what Rocksteady is going to do is they are going to take the existing game and they are going to fit... Rocksteady? That's the name of the are company. Are you kidding me? Bebop no. and Rocksteady are developing this game. A rhinoceros. Yes. They are. Is li- they are. They are already developed. This, it. Is the Shredder involved at all? Not in this one. Oh, okay. Possibly okay. in the sequel. Point. Point is, is the game exists. They will modify, and and I honestly don't think it'll be modified that much. The like the the interface to work with the Wii controller. What I would have liked is they have known about this system for a long time make a new Batman experience for the Wii U or make it where the Wii U is the lead platform on it and do like do something new with that and like base it around the fact that you've got this yeah, tablet. I mean, yeah, they they obviously can't do that yet, but yeah. It just feels like I guess it feels like a cash in a little bit. The, to me. Well, but you're also telling this to somebody that spent $110 on Final Fantasy 13 2 effectively. Right. And see, I th- and and here's the thing. And I was th- you you said this to me in a tweet earlier today. <laughs> yeah. And I was actually thinking a lot about this. I really was. I was thinking about this. And I think that back when video games, uh, when when we first got into video games with the Nintendo and the Super Nintendo era and the Genesis, because there were so few options of games mm-hmm. and options of systems, it uh, it necessitated this kind of fanboy fandom for certain games. Not to mention we were kids, we didn't have a lot of money, so we had to milk games for all they yeah. were worth for all they were worth. And I think what it really did was it uh it drew it drew us to specific companies, specific uh licenses, specific franchises, and kind of ingrained those in our head. And I think we became super fanboys of those. Um and I think that a lot of the people that games in our generation did that, which is why games like Final Fantasy still sell, because people like you and me remember old Final Fantasies. We have nostalgia for those, and that, you know, whether the game is good or not, you and I are going to buy final numbered Final Fantasies when they come out. That's just, it's going to happen. Um, That's true. But I think that we are a 
dying breed in the video game industry. And I think that Nintendo with this new system might be targeting people like you and it might succeed with people like you. Um, I feel like I am less that way now. I am, I, and I, I don't think there's, a, there's no right or wrong way to do it because you play games because you like to do it. Like it's, no one can tell you you're wrong for playing a game and like wanting to buy it, but you're, you're wrong for this. Um, but yeah, nobody, nobody but me can tell you oh, that. Oh, no, that's totally true. Uh, well, and, and people that play Secret of Evermore are definitely wrong. Right. Yes, yes. No, very, yeah, very true. Right. So, yeah, that, that is certainly wrong there to are like exceptions, that game. Yeah. Right. But for the, for the most part, like, nobody can tell you you're wrong to, to like a game or like a franchise or be a fanboy about something. Um, but the thing is, is I, I think Nintendo is trying to cash in on that because they're like, hey, we, you know, we, Nintendo Land, it's all of our wonderful franchises in in like one game and even though i'm excited about that like people people that didn't grow up with nintendo people that have just known xbox and and playstation are going to have no connection with those characters in that game but they're they're using that as a big piece to sell that game right um and there's all of these new experiences all these new uh, designers that are going to Xbox and PlayStation that have been developing games for those forever. When you've got Nintendo as your as your main driving force of your software on your system, they're they're going to be drawing from franchises that are old and storied. And if you are new to gaming, you like those connections are not going to be made for you. You're not going to have that nostalgia for those games. And I don't think it's going to sell the system as well. Well. Sure, there's some nostalgia in the games, but the other thing is all of the games using those characters in those franchises that Nintendo continues to produce are are still AAA titles uh, versus something with a nostalgia factor like Final Fantasy. Like, a lot of people, including myself, thought Final Fantasy XII was total garbage. A lot of people hated the voice acting in, in ten and really didn't like a lot of things about that. Um, some people <laughs> loathed Final Fantasy thirteen. I mean, I was just an absolutely polarizing game. But, you go over to Nintendo, every Zelda game is, is like a perfect 10. Every one. There's not a bad Zelda game, period. Like, on any platform, ever. Uh, you know, the, the Metroid games, Metroid Other M, took some risks and, and didn't really succeed, but it wasn't a bad game. You know, like, the Smash Brothers franchise, those are the best games ever made, period. You know, like, Nintendo continues to do that. So, you know, if, you know, a gamer says to himself, you know, the first time a gamer sits down and plays a Mario game, Mario Galaxy or Mario Galaxy 2 or even Mario and Luigi's Superstar Saga, it's fun as hell. I mean, they're all 9 and 10 games. You know, we, you know, even the new Donkey Kong game, you know, the new Kirby games, every single one of these things, Nintendo's not just kind of riding the hype. They make sure they're AAA titles before they release them. So I totally get what you're saying about I don't think that they will be able to make this a success if they just count on the franchises, you know, on the nostalgia factor and the fanboy factor. But I think that they've continued producing games to the point where that that shouldn't be a substantial issue as long as they can market all of their first party titles correctly and get people playing them. Um, so I think that they've got that strength. And the fact that there are so many Wiis in circulation right now, like that people have bought, that a lot of people have been exposed to their first-party titles. And the people out there who ended up buying shovelware for their Wii, 
I don't know who the hell those people are. Parents of six-year-olds, maybe. I don't know. Whatever. Drunks. College kids that like to, you know, play drinking games to them. Like, whatever. Because they're all just mini-game shovelware. Um, but the gamers that, that own a Wii and, and want a good game know where to go. And, and they're experiencing those characters in, in a really positive capacity. I think you'd I think you're you'd actually be very surprised as to the number of those shovelware games are are what's getting sold. I mean, I think We Resort might be the second best-selling game. But that is Wii. a fun game. It doesn't but it's still a mini game collection. It, but I think a mini game collection can be done well. Like I I don't think that um you know, okay, first of all Mario Party is the worst franchise ever made besides maybe Dokopan Kingdom, which is I'm not even going to get into Dokopan Kingdom ever. But um, I, th- I think, you know, I mean, Wii Sports is highly playable. I can still pull out Wii Sports and play it with friends, and the bowling minigame is fun. Um, so I, I think that there is some longevity, and they're not for the core gamer, but I think a minigame game done right can be highly replayable and fun for people of all levels of experience, which I think is actually really, really amazing. And maybe some of the Shovel War games only get slammed by reviewers because, I mean, you and I don't play them, but maybe they only get slammed by reviewers because they're just Wii Sports ripoffs. But maybe they're they're fun and highly replayable to the really casual gamer. I don't know. Angry That's... Birds is, like, one of the best-selling games or the best, you know, the most played games ever. And it's you slingshot birds and things. So what is your uh, trepidation then with Nintendo Land? Because it sounds to me like... Like, you have a lot of confidence in Nintendo's ability to create these minigame collections. Yeah, I guess I just hate carnivals. <laughs> and it's set in a carnival, and that pisses me off. That seems like a really bad Is reason. It? I, <laughs> I, mean, I really hate carnivals, I'm sorry. Um, there you go. Whatever, I just don't want to deal with clowns. Sure. All right, well, I guess, yeah, you're certainly not alone but, in that. But, but um, I, I totally see your point. You know, I think the Wii U... I would love to have one on launch day because I, I camped out in the back of my Chrysler Town and Country minivan with my friend Nina from college, and we laid down in the back seat, curled up under blankets, uh, in the back seat of it in a Toys R Us parking lot from midnight to six a.m. until you know, we got in, got the Wii brand new, brought it back, played that. That was awesome. You know, I love that stuff. I would love to be a part of that this time. I would love to just show up somewhere for the midnight release, walk in, get a Wii U, go home, play some Nintendo Land. You know, it's a good time. I don't think I'm going to get it at lunch, which kind of sucks for that experience, but I do agree with you in that there's nothing I'm I'm desperately dying to get. I am probably going to pay full price for Arkham City when I can, but... I don't think it's worth breaking the bank for right away. So I'm with you that it's worth waiting for, but but I do think I'll probably get it before you. I think I'll I'll talk myself into getting it before you do because I think you're waiting for some really killer first party support or you know for, for some really yeah. uh, cool not first party but you're waiting for some really cool Wii U specific developed games. Well, it could be first. I mean, it could be first party. It doesn't matter yeah, well, yeah. because honestly, honestly, the with. With the Wii, I bought it for Twilight Princess because I hadn't played Twilight Princess Right, me yet. too. Um, in fact, didn't the Wii and the GameCube version come out at the same time? I think the GameCube version came out like a week later, but it was the same oh. window. Same window. Yeah, so I, so actually nobody had played mm-hmm. it then. So 
so I bought it for that because I was excited. I mean, I was excited about oh, yeah. that. Um, but there's right, and and like you just said, there's nothing that's like popping out at me that I can't or don't want to already play on my PlayStation or Xbox. Like I I want Assassin's Creed Three. I am I very much like that franchise. I'll be getting it when it comes out on the PlayStation because all of my data is on the PlayStation for the Assassin's mm-hmm. Creed franchise. I don't care much about Call of Duty Black Ops, but I hear that some people like playing Call of Duty. Because the Wii is such an unknown quantity, I doubt people are going to wait for the for Black Ops 2 to come out on the Wii U to get it. Not to mention Nintendo doesn't have the best track record with online gaming. Right. That's a big problem. Which I hear some people play Call of Duty online. <laughs> yeah, um, kind of. The other big problem I've got is the other big game that Nintendo is launching uh, for as a first-party developer is New Super Mario Bros. U. And, okay, um, it's a Mario game, which is cool. It's cool to have a Mario game at launch. I don't think this happened since probably the Nintendo 64. It's, it's been a very long time since that yeah. has happened. The thing is, is looks like a graphically updated version of New Super Mario Yeah, that's Bros. a little frustrating. Which which they've come out with on both the Wii and there's been a 3DS yeah. version. So I feel like we're getting the same game a third time and that's supposed to be a that's supposed to be a system seller. Like that like they're using that as a hey, this game is going to be great. And maybe like with that tablet control, it's going to be something way cool. But fundamentally you will be going from left to right most likely it yeah because it, I mean, it's set the it's set up the exact same way you're going to be going from left to right getting to the end mm-hmm. of a level moving through a moving through a world map that might have some branching levels but it's going to be it's going to be the same yeah. game just in different in different worlds yeah, I'm, I'm disappointed with the lack of innovation because mario the mario franchise has always been innovative and this this game's not right well, but well right. but, i mean it remains to be seen but for the most part, it won't be. It's not going to be... Well, I can't say it's not going to be game-changing because it will integrate some of the Wii U's controls. But it, yes. in certain respects, it's not going to be game-changing. And that's... It, it bothers me. Yeah. Well, I mean, you look at you look at a game like Super Mario Galaxy, and granted, it took, I think, two years. It was either a year or two years to come out. It took a very long time before they released a Mario game for the Wii. But that game... That game, that one game, justified the. Oh Wii god, it was so good. I I can still remember, like I, I played that game for six hours a day, uh, every single day when I first yeah. got it, and just blew. I blew through it. It was incredible, um, and I can already tell you that I'm not going to have that experience with New Super Mario Brothers U. It's just not going to do that for mm-hmm. me, um, and and maybe it's not supposed to. Like like in fact, it probably isn't supposed to. It's probably it's probably just supposed to kind of whet your appetite for Mario on this new system. Because you know, like nin- like Nintendo, with the Wii, they were the ones that figured out how to use that control, like the whole control system to its maximum. Mm-hmm. Like to its maximum effectiveness to make games fun to play. And it makes sense. They're the freaking developers of the machine. Like they should be the ones that do it best. Um, but you got to think that they're going to be able to do the same thing with this tablet. Like they're going to come out with a Mario game down the road. That's going to blow your fucking mind. And you know it, like, you know, what's coming. I just wish 
and especially in their current situation where they're they're lagging behind, uh, I wish that would have been there at launch. I wish there would be that blow your mind game at launch. I just don't think it's there. Yeah. Well, we'll see how Zombie U is. Um, I can I I uh, predict it's going to be kind of like Red Steel. Uh, you remember Red Steel on the Wii? Oh, yeah, I did. Yeah, it was a yeah. first-person shooter, and it was supposed to be like the big. It was supposed to try so. It tried so yeah, hard. And, and it, it conceptually it utilized the system to its maximum potential, and it showed off what the Wii could do, but it didn't execute it perfectly. So I predict Zombie U will be similar. I predict Zombie U will have some really really cool things that work pretty well. But they're not going to get polished for a while, and then when they do, it'll be amazing. Because Red Steel Two got really good reviews, I think. Uh, but Red Steel, yeah, you know the original. It was just that third party, like we're developing this for this system. We're going to use its, you know, its features to their maximum potential, and then it'll try as best as it can. Or Zombie, you could be a huge success. Maybe Nintendo helped them. I don't know. Um, but I, I'm predicting. I just hope. I just hope that third parties down the road, once the PS4 and the Xbox... 720. Billion, whatever number they end up 69. coming up with. 69 comes out. I hope that third parties don't bail on the Wii U like they did on the Wii, because I think that's really what happened, because even third parties don't make games with, like, perfect fidelity on the Wii anymore. Still. I mean, like, they, they, they bailed on the system. Like, the big third-party developers bailed on the yeah. system. I, I hope that doesn't happen with the Wii U. Well, I blame that more on the hardware than anything else, and this thing apparently is is, is more powerful than an Xbox 360. But not by much. But still, it, it it can it can roll with the big boys, you know. It's uh, it's it, for for another for year. Another year, but it, it's gonna hang in there, and uh, I think that'll make a difference. And and who knows, maybe maybe the shelf life on the Wii U won't be as long as is the Wii. Maybe Nintendo will come out with some a year after PlayStation Four, which is awkward. But everything has yet to be determined. So, I mean, one of the Sony guys said PlayStation Three has a shelf life of like ten years or something. Like, I, yeah. I don't. I think they they're not planning on doing anything for another like three or four years. I think it'll be next year. I really do. All right. But you. But think about it from the perspective of a third party developer too, right? Because now, now you want to make a multi platform game, and your lead platform is the PC right now. Because uh, it's the most powerful machine, and you can just develop for it, and then port it to the PS3 and Xbox with little trouble, because their control mechanisms right. are the same. And this is the same problem the Wii had. Now you've got a third-party developer that okay, you've got the same controls on the Wii U, because you've got two joysticks and shoulder buttons and all that fun stuff, but you've also got the second screen, and you as a developer are going to have to figure out something to do with that, because that screen's not just going to be black when you play a game. So it takes. It takes extra effort for developers to to put games on this system, and I think that I think that that is. A, I mean, ultimately, that could be cool, but I think it's a detriment to the. But system. I don't think it has to be much effort because I, I I can think of DS games none off the top of my head, but um, actually some of the Final Fantasy ports to the DS really didn't use that second screen. It, it would display maybe a map, you know, maybe. Uh, Maybe the controls would be on the bottom and the the battle screen would be on the top, but for the most part, it didn't do anything. It was just kind of there. Yeah, and I guess I guess too, they don't have to fundamentally change the controls, which is what they did, which is what they had to do for the Wii, uh, because you have a regular controller in right. your hand. You just also have this second yeah. screen. 
but doesn't that I mean doesn't that kind of feel like a cheap way out to just put a menu I mean I think that's what you want to try to avoid if you're Nintendo think... to just have companies putting the menu on this on the screen in your hand I think so but I, I I don't think that it's going to stop developers I don't think a developer's going to look at it and say oh a second screen no way now we're not dealing with this when they have a potential audience that they could reach and you know it, it all depends I... on market research and how many units sell but right now they're selling like hotcakes I guess if I had my choice, I would rather have the game be released without great tablet, extra tablet integration, but still the gameplay experience to be able to be played uh, rather than just not have it come out at all. So you're probably right. Like if if uh, if game developers don't want to navigate the tablet, they don't have to. I guess they could just throw a menu up there and put the game on the screen because ultimately what's most important to them is selling the games to the people and, and like getting them out and, and making money that yeah, way. throw up a map. Hey, I'll play Final Fantasy VIII on the Wii U as long as there's a little map on that tablet so I don't have it covering up the bottom right corner of the screen. I don't know why you'd ever play Final Fantasy VIII, uh, VIII ever. Well, then you'll be very disappointed during our next podcast. <laughs> Listener, that's what you have to look forward to. Thank you so much for tuning in. Yeah, that was that was a teaser for next week. Um, oh yeah, and go to uh, unqualified.podbean.com and follow John and me on Twitter. Yeah, uh, you can follow me. It's at Eat Play Game. Uh, I'm at producer Cody, and yeah, next week we'll actually talk about games. But I thought this was this was a fun little discussion, wasn't it? We talked about games. It sure was, John. And uh, to echo something you said in one of our previous episodes. If you're listening to this right now, go watch Breaking Bad, because it's amazing. 